Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is virtual dating. How to do it? Let's find out. Hey, hey guys, I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. It's our first Zoom episode, and I have my friend here, Aisha. <laughs> it's Aisha in quarantine. <laughs> Aisha, you still look fucking amazing, even in quarantine. What the fuck? You have earrings on? Girl, you know I gotta show up. Yes, I like <laughs> it. We also have Adam in the house. Our engineer is gonna be joining us. Hey, everyone. <laughs> man a few words right. um friends if you like today's episode please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five-star rating or review we're also on the social medias um we're at kind of dating across the board aisha i am at aisha says dance across the board and i am at natasha chandel on instagram natasha underscore chandel on twitter natasha chandel official on facebook and guess what guys i fucked around and created a new account and just because I'm so complicated and every handle is different, I wanted to add to that theme. So my new TikTok account is Natasha.Chandel. So everyone is completely different. <laughs> Good luck. Um, but follow me. I do some funny, dumb shit in that. Um, okay, we're going to get straight into our episode. Man, this thing called COVID is happening. It's a real, real thing. Um, and I want to introduce our Oldest friends on Kind of Dating, literally our oldest friends. They were our very, very first guests. Um, they are actual life friends of mine. Um, I'm so happy that they're back uh, to help us talk about virtual dating. We have development executive by day and matchmaker by night, Lauren Rosenberg and writer and matchmaker J.D. Samuels. Uh, wait, 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 wait. J.D. Samuels. Cuba. I have um, gotten married since the last time we appeared on your podcast. Shit, man. Life changes. Um, and they are of LJ Matchmaking. Um, friends, welcome. Bye. We're very happy to be here. On so Zoom. much in life has changed. Like you said, JD is married. Um, Lauren is married and has a baby. Yay. That's why I'll probably be on mute sometimes. <laughs> Aisha and I, nothing has changed. Nope. We are same. always, always <laughs> same. And that's why we're the old friends on the podcast and you are just so young. That's why Aisha's still putting earrings on. Mm -hmm, you know. I attempted to make my hair a little. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like, somebody enough. like us. Right. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. Well, I already sort of answered our first question, single or in a relationship. Uh, yes. Yeah. In a relationship uh, with my husband and our little terrier, Randall. Randall. <laughs> Row, what about you? Well, yeah, I, I married to a man that I met when I was 29 on match. Um, and we were... When did we get married? May 5th. So almost a year. Uh, oh. And and we have, yeah, we have a, a new baby. Yeah. We're we the most right now. Wedding. Handsome. 
Mm-hmm. You had the most spectacular wedding at like. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad that I did a wedding now that the apocalypse has engulfed the world. Because right. we were thinking of doing something small, or rather, my husband wanted to do something small and didn't want to go all out. Um, but I'm, but I'm glad we did because who knows how long this is going to, you know, take over everything, and who knows how it's going to change how people interact. Like, are people going to have, like, big blowout events? We don't know how, how this is going to affect the world, but I think that the, the ramifications are going to be long-lasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, d- I, I definitely keep joking that I'm like, I'm not going to be comfortable being around people till like, October. <laughs> <laughs> like, not trying yeah. to. 2020 is a wrap with people. There are a few weddings of people we know who, that have gotten pushed because of this, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think it definitely makes you realize what's really important. But, um, but I do feel for them for sure. Yeah. So we're talking about virtual dating today and you guys have, um, an amazing matchmaking, uh, service, which friends who are listening, you know, whenever you've heard of the, the guy studio exec or 28 year old, you could thank Lauren and JD, um, because I was set up through them. Uh, and those were two very fun relationships I had. So, uh, oh, a studio exec. You guys met him, Chad. He's been on the podcast. Duh. Um, that was, that was through, uh, Lauren and JD. So you guys are, are, are seeing a surge in like virtual dating since COVID? Oh, absolutely. We did not even offer virtual dating prior to this. And so um, a surge is one word for it, but just whether it's our service or otherwise, there's definitely been a huge uptick in the virtual dating world because it is the only option for dating in terms of meeting new people right now. I mean, why do you even think anybody wants to meet new people right now? Well, I would say not everyone is, uh, I would say, You're the least, you're not introverted at all. So I was going to say not everyone's as introverted as you, but you're not introverted at all. I'm introvert. <laughs> um, yes, you're a bit of a chameleon, I'd say. But I do think there are a lot of people who just crave human connection in general, whether it's romantic or otherwise. And it's just a great opportunity, especially for those of us who aren't fortunate to be in quarantine with somebody, um, whether it is a spouse, um, a significant other, a roommate, a family member, it, it can be very difficult. And I think on top of, you know, making sure that you are physically keeping safe and healthy after that, it's your mental health. And you want to make sure that you're maintaining human connection. Thank you all for listening to kind of dating. If you already subscribed, great. We love you. If you're not, get on it. Go to that podcast app on your phone, computer, whatever, and hit the button now so you can get your fix weekly. Side effects include laughing your ass off, sorting out your shit, and finding true love. Isn't that what we all want? Aish, I'm, I'm putting you on blast right now. Because Aisha <laughs> said she is ready to get back out there. So would you, as somebody who's like me and hates FaceTime, would you virtual date? God, I would have to, I still would have to do a couple on the, uh, the texting first. Um, but I feel like, you know, that's sort of what you have to do in this moment in time. So, Wait, Natasha, why do you hate FaceTiming? Um, 
I have, I'm just weird. I, I have a, I, and I'm telling you, I'm, JD doesn't know that I'm an introvert. I'm a super introvert. I have a weird thing with strangers. Like I have a hard time, like connecting with a stranger on a very invasive <laughs> app for me. That said, I think virtual dating is an amazing idea right now for introverts because I think that there are a lot that would prefer this than, than meeting in person, right? When you and I had our breakfast date last week, I think it was like one minute before that you were like, fine, we'll, we'll do video. We'll do video. <laughs> I bag <got> it. <laughs> yeah, I think I, that something that we found with the virtual dating is that introverts are shining with the virtual dating. They prefer it also to meeting in person and they're more open. Um, so that's something that we found that, you know, along with people that have stellar personalities, uh, introverts are really gravitating towards the virtual dating. So I think that introverts should be flocking to what we're doing or on the apps. From what I've heard from some of our clients, the apps haven't been that helpful to them. They don't really? think that guys are, they don't think that guys are taking advantage of it. At least th this is coming uh -huh. from our female yeah, yeah, clients. Yeah. So that's yeah. why they really embrace what we're doing because we're actually providing this service and, you know, the guys on the apps are dragging their feet and not taking advantage of the situation. Also, and a lot of people on apps are using it to, you know, previous to this have been using it to hook up. Right. And it's hard to distinguish on an app whether somebody just wants to hook up or if they are interested in a relationship. But during quarantine, you know, hooking up with someone that you have never met before, it's just dangerous to your health potentially. So I think a lot of the people who have been using it to hook up, you know, whether it is their primary goal or secondary goal, they're not necessarily utilizing it in the same way. And there's so many people who successfully meet someone online where they weren't even necessarily looking for a serious relationship. They were like, oh, I kind of want to just like go out with someone, whether it's to hook up or to date casually. And then they fall in love with that person and it turns into something. But those same people who are the more casual daters are sort of dropping off, we're finding, because, mm. you know, it's, it, there's no end goal in terms of getting immediate satisfaction from it. I was actually going to ask that. Do you think that the this, you know, sort of, I always try to find the silver lining to everything. Is there some silver lining to this COVID disaster um, for, for daters in that it allows an opportunity to sort of focus more because normally we're so distracted with like the world. Right. Do you think that there's, what do you guys think? It can go either way. So we're finding people who have more, um, I'll call it intense energies, where they're the kind of person where they, they fall in love quickly, they want to get to know someone and sort of go down that rabbit hole as soon as they know they like someone, kind of throw themselves into it and go all in. This can be very conducive to a personality like that because we have nothing but free time right now. Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it can sort of have the reverse effect where it is potentially a turnoff to someone who might have otherwise really enjoyed getting to know that person organically over, you know, a 
typical courtship over like a few weeks or so, a few months. And instead, you know, they're, they have the option to talk every single day. And that intensity, which can be appealing to some people, is a big turnoff to others. And so it can be very, very tough to gauge. Yeah, and that intensity is muted when you have a lot of other things going on. But now if you're talking to someone who's super intense, that intensity is heightened because you're not in your car, you're not going to work, you're not going to the supermarket, you're not going to a bar. So I think that's where the intense people are at a disadvantage when it comes to this. And I think that sometimes comes down to, uh, you know, we talk a lot about attachment theory uh, on the show. And so I think there are a lot of people who are sort of anxious attachers. And and I think that comes out a lot in, in these scenarios because it's also a, a weird state of the world. So that creates a level of anxiety. And then you're not sure what this connection is online. And so you're, you're even more like, I, I'm, I need to fill in all my time with this person, you know? Um, Yeah. And I think there are studies also that show that when you're in a dangerous situation with somebody, your romantic feelings towards them are increased. So I think that might be the reason we're finding success with what we're doing with virtual dating as well. Not to say that these couples aren't couples that would have formed naturally in the real world, but I think that the the danger that is bubbling under us right now, um, you know, it, it creates such a situation where people want to feel close to each other and feel like they're going through something together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, do you guys, you guys uh, want to plug your, because um, you guys have a, a offer going on right now, right? A what, sorry? You guys have an offer going on right now? The $40 a month. Oh, oh, oh. I, I was thinking, have we been approached with an offer to, <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, no reality shows for us or anything like that right now. Um, yes, we have an offer for the listeners of, of this podcast. Um, we, for $40, are offering an unlimited number of virtual dates while you're in quarantine. If you go to ljmatchmaking.com and you go to the um, COVID you know, section of the website, you will see how you can um, contact us and try dating in quarantine. And it's kind of, um, for those who watch the Netflix show, your own version of Love is Blind, but we believe you should see your partner. That's important. And so this is um, your own Love is Blind from the pod that is your living room. <laughs> <laughs> which... which- is an amazing offer, by the way, guys. So if you are really looking for people who are um, more serious uh, and and into like a real relationship, it's a great, um, their matchmaking service is really great. Um, like I said, I met two really nice boys on it. So um, definitely, you know, if, if it feels like it's up your alley, it's, it's a cool thing. Um, so I want to ask you guys, like we're, you know, o- overall with this virtual dating thing, like Aish, what do you think are some of the sort of pros and cons to it? Like what would, what would be good for you and, and sort of be a con for you? Um, pros and cons of virtual dating. I guess the pros are, is you can 
sort of date people who aren't in the same city or state as you. You know, you can actually like see them, which is nice. Um, I was actually thinking about that. Sorry to interject. Yeah. But that like long distance daters right now are probably like, bitch, we've been doing this forever. Like the rest of the world is freaking out and they're like, oh, we've been doing this for a Yeah. We can learn some stuff from them right now for sure. <laughs> um, let's see. What about a con? Um, a con of virtual. Because I think you can't like you can't really sense energy, right? Or, or what do you guys think, like Lauren JD, like about? And Adam, please come in anytime too. You know, from a guy's point of view, but that physical energy is hard to gauge. That said at the end of the day, people will still drop the same information that they're going to drop, right? whether it's virtually or in person, right? Like you might not be able to sense the initial physical chemistry right away, mm-hmm. but people still, you know, do everything we say, which is like when somebody, like somebody will show you exactly who they are in the first week. So people will drop all the information that they're about who they are, their, their weirdness, probably even more. Like, are you guys finding people overshare right now? They definitely are having deeper conversations maybe sooner than they ordinarily would, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but I definitely agree. You know, the, the guy who's going to be checking his phone in the middle of a date is the same guy who's going to check it in the middle of a virtual date. You know, there's a lot of, um, habits that I think people are not necessarily going to be automatically broken of you will get to know someone's true nature, maybe even faster than you would um, if you were to be dating them because of the reasons Lauren said about having all of this extra time to interact. But there's definitely, you know, there's a lot of pros and cons to, to the situation. You, you definitely have a longer time to like build a relationship, right? Because you can't like meet right away. It's almost like you're pen palling for yeah. a while and really sort of building intimacy, which I think it is probably the, for me, as I have sort of evolved in my dating life, um, I feel the people that I had sort of the best sex or chemistry or whatever with were, were people that I got to know more mm-hmm. also. Um, not like the other ones weren't, didn't feel good. They felt great. But then it's like, okay, wham, bam, done. Like, I don't feel any emotional attachment or, or any, anything really. I'm like, all right, I gotta go. Um, but you know, I think, take having having the ability to take time to get to know somebody really builds um the future sort of physical connection it absolutely can i mean we do have some people who have gotten around that a little bit and i can't say that we necessarily condone it um from a yeah, i was gonna ask about that later but just tell me tell me tell me yeah so and when <laughs> how do you have virtual have, sex what do you yeah. do <laughs> so virtual sex, I can't speak to you, uh, Lauren. I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but, um, I do. <laughs> we have some couples who have taken it upon themselves to, after having like a three or four hour incredible first virtual date or second or third have scheduled uh, social distancing walks. So that is something that, um, has, has come out of this naturally that was not prompted by, Lauren or myself. And it was just 
something that several several of our clients had taken upon themselves to suggest to the, their counterpart they were talking to. And it was the guy. It was not always the guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I could see yeah. women doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fairly equal. Um, but but yeah, it's um I think for those people that really are more extroverted and crave that human contact, even though they can't physically touch, I think just wanting and knowing how important chemistry can be, the ones that have felt like really explosive connections are like, I have to know if this is all going to be blown when we meet in person or if this is as amazing as I'm building up in my head. And so even just six feet apart, they're like, I have to see you and know what this is like. Um, Also, like if, uh, if someone is self-conscious about being like too short or something, you know, maybe this is a good time to, to get in so that, you know, later on they're like, Oh, it might be a little bit of a surprise, but I have like three or four weeks to warn them, you know, or something. Not that that's an issue. (laughs) Lauren and I were actually just having this conversation about, you know, who really benefits aside from people who would have gravitated toward each other ordinarily this is definitely a great time for people who are more introverted, who prefer not to leave the house and are more comfortable at home. People who, um, who are maybe um, a little bit um, shorter than a person that would ordinarily consider them as a potential long-term partner. Um, anyone who has, I would say, insecurities in general mm-hmm. that can be masked by you know, not having that face-to-face interaction from the get-go. Um, even age, um, we've noticed is a big one because with the randomized dating, there is, we, we have put people in pools, um, and the age ranges are fairly flexible. So if you are like a 28 year old guy, you might be paired with a 32 year old woman or, you know, someone who's 33 might meet someone 38, et cetera. And so, um, we don't release ages when we are setting people up, just the first names and nothing else. So it's very different than our normal setups with the full memberships, uh, you know, outside of this situation. And age has been a big one where people um, who are four or five years apart are really, really having strong connections. And, you know, you don't really ask someone their, their age on a first date. If you meet someone at a bar, you're not like, so how old are you? That's uh, not very gentlemanly or... Um, even if the woman to ask a guy. And so, you know, we have um, like a 36 year old woman and a 31 year old guy who are really hitting it off. I'm sure their ages have come up by now, but you hope that enough of a connection has been built that you don't care as much. And the same thing, if you're a shorter guy, for example, um, you know, it's, if you've already formed a really good connection, then you hope that that emotional connection and physical um, chemistry of how attractive someone's facial features are and your charisma and other amazing qualities about them, you throw that all out the window sometimes. And so there are going to be like a small handful of people that in spite of the emotional connections they've formed, they're going to go on a physical date and say, nope, not for me. But you hope that that is, um, that's the exception and that most people um, are going to be so excited by these connections they're forming that that a lot of that won't matter anymore. Yeah, I, um, for, you know, my part, this is just my personal view about if you should meet, which is, I think you should give it at least two weeks 
of talking to somebody consistently and knowing their whereabouts where we, you know, we had Dr. Brian Lobo on the show um, talking about dating and COVID a couple episodes ago. And he had talked about like, it's basically trust, right? That's what, that's why you, you really shouldn't be meeting strangers right now in person because you just can't trust where they've been and what they've done and who they've interacted with. But Mm -hmm. ideally, if you've gotten to know somebody for about two weeks, you, and they're not telling you that they're having a cough for feeling sick or have been somewhere that would be a red flag to you, then I think, you know, taking a walk with a mask on is, um, uh, is fine. Um, but uh, but and here's my uh, my other suggestion as the girl who was known for long distance relationships for fucking ever. Um, I did years of long distance relationship. Guys, I was so stupid. I dated a guy in India for two and a half years. Like I was so stupid. Um, you had never met, or you hadn't. You met no, no, no. He, yeah, yeah, he was like one of my best friends, but he lived there. Um, and I was just so young at the time. I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Um, the time difference must have been hard too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Time difference, talking. It was like, oh yeah. my God. Um, but of course, what I was saying, you end up building a crazy emotional connection and might not have been the person I would normally have been into. Right. Guys, he did not pass my height cutoff. That's how you know. Yeah. See, I did date shorter than my usual. Um, everybody knows I'm a heightist on the show. Uh but, you know, guys, s- virtual sex is sort of a thing. You got to, if you're eventually at a place with somebody and you feel really comfortable down the line, I am not for one who says, I, I don't believe in sending videos and pictures and stuff to somebody because God bless you, that shit's going to be all over the internet. But I think, um, you know, you got to keep you things a little spicy. Huh? You can blow out your face. Yeah, you you, down. somebody you trust, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. you, there you, you go. have a little fun, you know. There's lots of uh, wordplay. There's you gotta have phone sex, guys. Like there's all these things are real. Um, but there's also, you know, the sexual chemistry and relationships between two people who are already in a relationship versus oh, let's have virtual sex, but we've never had actual sex. I feel like is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah, it takes time, but um, I think eventually, you know, if you're not comfortable meeting person, um, I think, you know, I think a little spicing shit up is fine here and there, you know? finally go out for the first time and you have dinner, but you've already had sex virtually. Right. (laughs) Hey, look, that's already, so, so the, you know, the, the, the guy I'm dating um, we keep joking about it that like, oh, we're in the situation where we're doing all these like domesticated things now and then we'll go on real dates. <laughs> I right. mean, we had gone on dates before all of this, but you know, we were, we had plans on like certain dates and now you're like, oh, all right, well, we'll get to experience life later. <laughs> right. Are you guys uh, quarantining together? Uh, we're not quarantining together, but though he is in the other room currently. Um, but uh, he's the only other, he's the only person I see. Yeah. Because we both were dating before all of this and then neither of us see any other human. <laughs> um, like literally. Um, we only go to the grocery store and back. So that's the only reason. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think, I, I personally 
because I've tried to think about it a lot. Like, would I feel comfortable? Aish, would you feel comfortable meeting somebody new right now? I don't know. Like, like that's like a hard part physically for me. meeting them new. Yeah, physically or physically meeting them. Um, it would be scary just because yeah. of what you know what's going on. I would definitely be much more comfortable keeping it here. You know? Yeah, <laughs> for now. Yeah. But I can understand if it like something is just so intense and passionate and whatever. Yeah. I can see I can see that being a thing. But you can't um, even see their face when if you're going on a, a social distance walk because we have to wear masks now. Yeah. How awkward is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it's gonna be one of those like just take it off for a minute. Let me see. <laughs> it's a lot of longing looks with the eyes. Yeah, exactly. People with great eyes are gonna fare very uh, well during this yeah. time. Mm. So I want to get your guys' tips. How? What are some like of the best virtual date ideas either you guys have planned or oh, have yeah. heard of your your clients doing or just generally maybe we can brainstorm some stuff for people um, what to do. Like what kind of virtual dates would you enjoy? Well, I think before we even get into like what they're actually doing, I think that people need to lay the groundwork before they even dive into the date. Like mm-hmm. instead of saying, Hey, I'm ready for the call. Right. Text them saying like, Hey, I'm pulling up to club zoom. What's your ETA? <laughs> or say like, Hey, is there valet at bar zoom or bar FaceTime? Like have fun with it as opposed to being, you know, very methodical about it, I guess. So like you would, can would you would you advise people to plan it? Like plan a time. Cause okay, you, you guys asked me earlier what's my beef with FaceTime. My beef with FaceTime is I find it invasive because the only person I want to see me looking normally the way I look when I'm not remotely done my hair or anything are my parents and like my family. Cause they're not going to judge me that I look like a gross pig. And so to me, when like a guy is suddenly like, I'm here, you want to FaceTime? I'm like, no bitch, you got to give me like two hours of lead time at least. So I could like get myself ready and have a fucking face until we get to that point that you could see the real face. Like, fuck okay, you. We'll set a time. But then when that time is approaching, have fun with it. Pretend like you're in the real world. Make, make light of the terrible situation yeah. we're in. Right. In general, I do think that like I would advise anyone against doing random FaceTime calls. Like I feel like that's kind of like how many times are you like, oh, this random call I wasn't expecting to be on that I definitely don't look great at this angle or wearing what I'm wearing right now. Like how many people are going to be ready for that, you know? Right. Yeah, sometimes when people are FaceTiming me and and what I see, because like when it's FaceTiming, when when you get a FaceTime call, you see – what it looks like when you're looking at the phone and it's like terrifying. It's like, I don't want to pick that up. <laughs> totally. Yeah, Adam knows what's up for sure. Thank you, Adam. Thank That's you. A great advice. So, wise. Um, safe. <laughs> so what, what kind of, what kind of dates can people do and should, should people be, um, are you advising people to sort of be dressed up for their, especially the first, first date or two, or should you be just like, you know, how like I am right now? I mean, this is a great opportunity for people really to, um, you know, as far as personality, show your personality. If you are the kind of person who would get dressed up for a first date, you should get dressed up for a first date. If you are someone who's like, oh my God, I'm so relieved. I can finally do what I've always wanted 
which is to have a first date in pajamas. Right. You should do that, you know, because that is the best way for someone to get to know the real you. You might not be able to like walk, you know, onto the rooftop of EPLP in PJs, but because you have that option now and you, you know, choose, you accept it, do whatever you think is going to make your personality shine. Um, if your personality is to be like a total slob, like maybe, you know, take some time to put on a new t-shirt or like a fresh. Yeah. There's definitely no excuse now to not be able to take a shower and put on a fucking shirt. You're at home all day. Do you want to impress the girl? You know, I don't know. Exactly. Be yourself. Um, I don't think the rules of being yourself will ever change whether we're in quarantine or not. And in terms of the actual dates, you know, like Lauren was saying, I think the more we can normalize this situation and treat these dates like you would in the, the real world, as they say, um, if you would be inspired to ask a woman to go on a date, um, a dinner date, then you should maybe consider ordering takeout for her and sending it to her house and oh, order wow. From the same restaurant. I can't take credit for this. I love that. That's a great move. Yeah. I can't take credit for it. We heard this from others. But um, that's something like, I need a boy like that. Damn. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, awesome. eat from the same Thai restaurant. And you could talk about the meal the same way that you would ordinarily. You can, you know, send a bottle of wine over and you guys can enjoy the same cocktail. Um, if you would have asked out someone on a movie date, do Netflix watch party together. There's very little, you know, if you wanted to go on a hike, maybe do, do an indoor workout session virtually together, do a yoga class. Um, there's so many resources for people. Do, uh, do, uh, be nice's, uh, virtual dance party together. Oh yeah. Right. So anything that you would normally want to do, whether it's dancing, eating, seeing a movie, going out and hiking, do those things from the comfort of your own home and get creative because um, humanity is amazing and we're always going to have options. And I, I think the more that you can normalize the situation, the better your chances are going to be in that relationship when this is all over. You can make masks together. Oh. Arts and crafts. Right. Yeah, arts and crafts. I mean, karaoke, you could cook together, yeah. which is yeah. just... Like, you can cook this. Same thing and see how, how each one, how each recipe turned out with the same recipe. Yeah, that's a fun one for sure. Yeah. Um, the movie thing I think is great. You know, you know, it's, I used to make fun of a friend of mine, admittedly, um, back in the day who had a long distance relationship and he would tell me that they would start, and this is like, I can't even like 10 years ago. He was like, they used to start and stop like watch it like she they'd be on the phone and they would start and stop a movie together and like watch a movie together from their own homes and I used to be like no you didn't do that that's so lame and now I'm like oh no you should you should do that like <laughs> such foresight yeah <laughs> he yeah. was definitely ahead of his time mm-hmm. you also have- oh go ahead no, I was just going to say also like for people who are more introverted or in general, if they just like video games, this is a really good time mm-hmm. for people like that because you can actually interact and live in another world with someone and like, you know, I run around, that. you know, 
that I don't know, like, you know, whether it be like Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty or, you know, maybe World of Warcraft or, you know, something where people can talk maybe more conversationally or not. You know, I think there's a lot of fun to be had. Make a TikTok duet together. Shameless plug, my, my husband's game, Streets of Rogue, is multiplayer. There you go. Ooh, there you go. That's a good one, yeah. Um, Aisha, what kind of dates would you like? Um, it's so funny. So my roommate's birthday is coming up uh, next week, and so she's trying to figure out things to do. And one of the ideas was to have, like, a scavenger hunt, which I think would also be a really fun date idea, you know? Like, going around the house and seeing things that, I don't know, maybe you both have or... That's fun. You know, I don't know. I think that would be cute. Yeah, I love that. Um, my friends, one of my friends told me he did a Scrabble date night. So mm-hmm. they they did like a game night together. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they played Scrabble together, but they did. They figured it out. Oh um, there are lots of like, yeah, online games people can play, um, tons of movies to watch, and just shit to do, you know? Yeah, my um, my friend Katie had a birthday recently, and we did a quarantine party for her. <laughs> it was kind of fun, and uh, if you need to throw a splash of whiskey or whatever in that tea, you do that. But um, there's definitely so many fun ways to celebrate, and the scavenger hunt is one I've never heard before. That's a really, really great idea. So fun. Yeah, another friend's birthday was also a paint night, but that one you need a bit more planning. Yeah. So you need to at least like order the stuff in advance together and then, you know, be able to. So hopefully maybe if it's somebody you're seeing consistently or something that's like a cute, fun mm-hmm. kind of plan. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. I think um, like with the paint and sip nights and things like that, there are a lot of companies that like local businesses that are offering um, services like that at your home. And so the same way that you would normally not necessarily be one-on-one with a date. You know, if you were to take your date to go paint somewhere, um, there's no reason that you can't hire someone and have a three-way Zoom and have a professional artist give the two of you a paint lesson. Um, There's definitely really cool things you can do that also are dates involving other people to come in and instruct or oversee or whatever it is Mm -hmm. for that activity. Or you can do a double date. Or you can do a double date. That's fun too. That's a fun one. Get like them it. to meet your friends virtually. Yeah, and see what they think of them. <laughs> um, a- Adam just met, um, I don't know, we'll, we'll just nickname him the DJ. <laughs> but, because um, he's also a DJ. Uh, yeah. But Adam, Adam met him virtually. Adam? Our friend Adam, Lauren. Wait, Lauren? Yeah. The- Adam? Not yes. me. He, yeah, not not. Oh, Pimeless. I thought you were talking about Adam Pineless. Wait, no, what? No, no, I was like, oh, Adam S. I think you're referring to. Yes, he's been on the podcast too a bunch of times. Um, he he met DJ, the DJ, on you're Facetime. To, have to say his name. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait. Um, so that was fun. Curious. Uh, but how? What can we sort of leave people with? What kind of uh, what kind of tips based on what you guys have been hearing? So one thing you guys mentioned was maybe pace it. Like, don't be so intense about talking to somebody through the day, all day, right away. Yeah. Try to keep the same pace that you normally would. If you are someone that waits a day or two days to 
reach out after a date. Um, it's not necessarily the move that I would suggest, but if that's your style, do that. <laughs> Aisha's like rolling her eyes. She's like, fuck that. Yeah, I think Especially of a date. Especially when they know you're not doing anything. I, I'm like, what? Okay, cool. <laughs> but I do think as much as you can maintain your typical personality and dating style, you know, try not to rush it more than you normally would. This is the same life, you know, that it was before. The circumstances are a little different, but you're the same person. They're the same person. But I do hope that those people who are feeling more inspired, um, let's say they're like a three-day rule kind of guy and they wait three days, you know, to reach out after a date and they're feeling like, oh my God, I want to reach out to her sooner now that they have more time. Maybe this is a great lesson for them when this is all over. Like, hey, you know, that shouldn't change now that this is over. Like, don't worry so much about waiting, you know, go ahead and reach out. And um, it'll be interesting to see how much people learn about themselves and their dating style and how much is applied after this is all over. But pay attention to how you're feeling. Yeah, I think, I think that's, sorry, Lauren, go ahead. I would also encourage guys to dive into the virtual dating because from what I'm hearing on the apps, guys aren't doing it. Even if these are casual daters that are being weeded out. I mean, how are you going to, you know, be physically satisfied when this is all over if you have nothing lined up? So from what I heard, guys should be taking more advantage of this. So I would just, I would get in there because the longer the social distancing is happening, the more it's going to be coming the norm and the more they're going to be let, left out. So I would encourage guys to have at it. The girls are, are looking for you. Yeah. And the men that we've been working with during this virtual quarantine time, they've been having as much success as the women have. So it's, um, I don't know, Lauren, what would you say? Like we have not really noticed in terms of success, whether like the women as a whole who we've been working with or the men as a whole have been feeling more satisfied. It seems really, really balanced in terms of, um, how much everyone's getting out of it. And so, yeah, like Lauren said, even, um, you know, we, we personally only work with people who are taking it more seriously in terms of what they're searching for. But in general, like even if you are a more casual dater, like Lauren said, go on Hinge, go on Tinder, however you would normally meet someone, you know, when this is all over, if you have no one you've been talking to, then it's going to take you a long time to sort of build up those, those connections to even get to a place where you'll start meeting someone in person afterward. Yeah, I, I, um, I also think that this is definitely a time to take a look at yourself because you have the time. Normally, we're always so distracted with things. And um, and a lot of people have always asked me, how come I did a dating podcast versus a sex podcast? And I've always said the way people date says much more about human behavior to me than sex does. And and not just human behavior, but sort of what your hiccups are and why you're doing the things you're doing uh, really come out in the way I think people date. And I think this is a great time for people to use virtual dates as sort of a way to break that. Like for me, honestly, I have, as much as I say I hate FaceTimes here, and I do, um, I've really been trying to FaceTime a little bit more with like a couple friends that I wouldn't normally feel as comfortable doing that with because I'm like, well, maybe it's just an uncomfortable feeling I have and I can use this time to like 
get past it and become more comfortable in a situation that doesn't always make me feel comfortable for whatever reason. Um, so I think like when you meet somebody and you feel silly doing a virtual date, like, oh, I feel silly getting dressed up and sitting in front of a computer. Well, know that that says something about your inner state. Like th there is some block you have and you can use this time to either perpetuate that block or to, to, to kind of overcome it. Um, so I think virtual dates are a great idea to, to sort of like shed some of that skin and like feel a little silly. Um, and it, it, and it's a great way. And look at the, at the most you might find a real connection at the least you tried something fun and different yeah. and who gives a fuck? It was in your PJs at the bottom. <laughs> you brought up some really, really good points because yeah, this is a, a perfect opportunity for somebody who maybe you're not the best dater. Maybe you are someone who, you know, really could use this time to not only figure out why dating hasn't been successful for you. Maybe you're not, maybe people don't find you very worldly. Well, now is an amazing time to catch up on your reading, to watch the news. Maybe someone thinks that your energy is, is too frenetic and you need to calm down more. This is a great time to get into yoga. Um, there's, you don't have enough interests. Um, this is a great time to find a new hobby. Um, so like you mentioned, this is in terms of virtual dating, it's also a great time to, it's so easy to say. Um, and my dog is agreeing if you can hear him. Um, it's a great time to date yourself. And yeah, it's just, um, it, it really is a good time to be introspective. And if you're someone who could use the practice, virtual dating is also great. There, there aren't really consequences to a date not going great virtually. And um, this is a great time to get yourself out there to practice doing the things you, you think you're not as great at and to get it out of your system. And by the time you're meeting people in person again, you're like a solid dater suddenly. And also you can use this time to work out. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. get that fucking beach body ready. You know what I mean? Like uh, by the time we can come out, maybe the sun will be out by then and it'll be hot outside and we, <laughs> and then you could you know when you do end up getting it in with the person you're feeling fucking great <laughs> I do think it's good to to mention that you know for people who like texting a lot that's still fine but you get a lot more of a sense of the people you're talking to I do think when it's verbal in some way, whether it be hearing the intonation of their voice mm -hmm. or the way that they're saying things that you don't really always get through text message. So if you really want to feel like you're getting to know someone, you know, that might be a more clear cut way to, to really see sort of how they're meaning to say these things. Because some people are very comfortable with text messaging all the time and that's totally fine, you know, as long as everyone's on the same wavelength, you know? Yeah, no, that's all awesome. Yeah. Um, any final words to the, the virtual daters out there? Also, if people find FaceTime silly, just look at yourself in the FaceTime because we all, we all look, we all like looking at ourselves, right? It's why they have mirrors and elevators. It helps like pass the time. Like I'm looking at myself. Right. So if being the other person makes you uncomfortable or you, you're feeling, you know, their eyes on you and that makes you uncomfortable, just look at yourself and you'll feel great. Now I know who you've been looking at this whole time. <laughs> no, I've been looking at everybody. I've been looking. I, now I'm so conscious. Now I'm like not so. I'm conscious about it, so I, I try not to do it. 
Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think overall people should just just be open, you know, be open, try something new. You have no good excuse not to right now. Um, And, you know, it's a fucking numbers game. That's what I hear. So get out there and rack up those numbers. Hopefully (laughs) somebody in that will be a a real connection for you. Right. Yeah, because we'll be out of this, you know, eventually. Yeah. We want something when we get out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, JD, Lauren, thank you guys so much for being on this episode. How can people find you guys and um, the matchmaking service? So you can check us out um, at www. I don't know why anyone ever mentions the www portion. <laughs> um, everyone has that in their address. Uh, ljmatchmaking.com. Best I love it. And do you guys do you guys want anybody to follow you guys anywhere? Not to my house. That would be very dangerous. Especially. <laughs> um, Nobody should be outside. <laughs> um, our Instagram handle is the same at LJ Matchmaking. And uh, our personal ones, if anyone is uh, loving my sweatshirt and feeling so inclined, <laughs> it's uh, Jess, J-E-S-S, call me JD, J-A-Y-D-I for me. And Lauren is L-R-O underscore S-E-N. B-E-R-G, like Elro Zimberg. Guys, there are all these links uh, and their social media will be in the description of this podcast. Um, Thanks, guys, so much for being on this episode. Um, You're not totally, totally, totally done. We did this with you guys a long, long time ago, but I want to do it one more time because it's been so fucking long and so many fucking things have changed. It's insane. Insane. Um, So we, and, 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 and we added a new question. You remember we did five questions? Well, now it's six questions. This is how we're evolving on this podcast. Um, (laughs) Lauren, JD, are you guys ready for your six questions? Ready, ready. All right. Um, So how about for the listeners, maybe JD goes first and then Lauren second. That work? Sure. Okay. So uh, what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? For me, it's this, uh, I'm going to speak about my husband. It was his smile. In general, I would say a guy's hairline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yes, so I love that. <laughs> oh, my poor dad. <laughs> um, oh, he's taken, right? He is taken. That's true. <laughs> what is one deal breaker? Are, are we switching? No, same, same order. Same oh, I'm always first. Lucky me. Um, one deal breaker, uh, someone who is controlling. Um, my one deal breaker is they need to be Jewish. Like at least have a Jewish mom. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, what turns you on? Ooh, a guy who can cook. Intelligence. Nerdiness. Um. But like it's all nerdiness, not like nerd nerd, like a hot nerd. <laughs> it has to be. Um, tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships. I am a huge worrier, which I think uh, is actually it fits both. Um, I can be a little naggy because of how much I worry about the other person, but. Um, I think if, if you're with me, then, you know, I'm really, um, protective and loving and I worry about you, but, um, you're taken care of for that reason. 
Um, I would say it's that I'm an open book. So you, there are no surprises with me. Um, my husband seems to like that for the most part. Um, and then I think when I was dating, I think I was a little bit too easy. <laughs> but like now in terms of like relationships, um, why don't we just stick to that? Right. I was just, when I was in relationship, when I was single, I think I was a little bit too easy. I think that, but now I'm with somebody who like didn't mind that anyway. Yeah. I was going to say that's not a fuck that shit. Fuck that noise. No, um, no. There were some guys that told me that because I slept with them, like on a first date, they weren't interested. Damn. You see this? Yeah. And now, and now they're my neighbors. Those guys can sit on my non-existent dick. Fuck yeah. those guys. Now your neighbor. Fuck those guys. I'm, yeah, like I see him, I'm way yeah, too my, sexy my, for that My shit. husband calls him your lover. Like, your <laughs> former lover. Those guys Damn. are losers. They're insecure losers. They're just looking for things to, to exactly. make issue That's, with. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. What is love? Easy question. Um, I would say when I was younger, it's, it's really changed. I think when I was younger, I thought it was like, oh, like when you feel like you would throw yourself in front of a train for that person. And I think now that I'm older and wiser, um, I, I would say love for me at least is knowing that you don't have to sacrifice any part of yourself to make that person happy or yourself happy. It's in fact the complete opposite of what I used to think. So love is not having to sacrifice. Um, at first I was going to say, what is love is a great white snake song, but then I realized that it was called, is this love? So I can't say that anymore. Um, I would say love is feeling completely comfortable with somebody. Yeah, I love that. Um, last question, guys. Besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? You are right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine also has a you are, but mine is you are special. Aww. I have to go well, back and see what our answers were. I know. I got to go back and listen too. Um, friends, thank you guys so much for um, being on this episode. We heart you. Um, our listener friends, please make sure you, you know, subscribe or uh, not subscribe to their business <laughs> to take, take advantage of their offer um, that we mentioned earlier and all their links will be below. Um, Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. Um, we're also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel Official on Facebook, and just to fuck with you, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok. Aisha? I am at Aisha Says Dance across all social media networks. Adam? I'm Adam Pineless at Adam Pineless on all social media networks. Um, thank you guys so much for downloading this episode. If you could please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows, we'd be very grateful. It really, really helps us a lot. Um, how does it help us? It helps people find the podcast. Um, it helps people... Um, subscribe more because whenever they see more people like shit, you know, you know what it is. It just helps. Um, so please, please make sure you do that and tell a friend. Also send in your dating stories and thoughts via voice memo to kind of dating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there fucking more than ever, but just try till next time. Mm -hmm.
to Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Our producer is Adam Pineless, and our intern is Karina Uribe. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.